0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want 20% discount on the best earplugs for exercise? Ultra earplugs go in your ears and stay in there. Go to ultraaudio.com, that's U-L-T-R-O, and use the discount code DOM20. That'll save you around $35. That's ultraaudio.com, U-L-T-R-O. And the discount code, DOM20. G'day, thank you very much for joining me for this week's episode of Runners Only with Dom Harvey. Coming up, Nikki K.
1: For me, it was like I was hovering over my own body going, this isn't like, this is not fucking happening, and this is not me, and this is not, you know. But then I was incredibly upset, and so uh, I rang Paula, and um, she said, well, we'll have to get the PM by himself, because it'll knock him over a bit, so we'll we'll get him when he's out of some of his stuff. Anyway, he rang a bit earlier and I said, look, I offer my resignation um, from Cabinet. And he just said, you're not fucking going anywhere.
0: Nikki Kaye is best known as being the former deputy leader of the National Party, but she is so much more than that. She's done the Coast to Coast sport event a few times and was even an age group running champ in her teens. That came after her marijuana phase. We'll get into that. She's many more things as well. She's a cancer survivor. This was a shock diagnosis that she got when she was a cabinet minister in John Key's government. And yeah, she was a politician, and you know what they say, once a politician, always a politician. So I need to warn you, she does her very best to avoid saying too much, but I did give it a red-hot crack. Actually, you know what, that's probably a little unfair. Um, She was quite guarded about a lot of stuff, especially stuff that involved other people. But when it came to the really important stuff like the cancer, mental well-being and therapy, she could not have been more open than what she was, and I really thank her for that. I really enjoyed my afternoon with Nikki K, and I hope you guys do as well. All right, let's get into it.
2: Hey, Runners Only, yeah, yeah, let's get it started. Hey, hey, this is Runners Only with Dom Harley. Fast pace, slow and steady, anywhere coming uh, just want to connect for everyone who loves running this is runners only yeah, yeah let's get it started ay, ay, this is runners only with dom harvey uh, fast pace slow and steady way anyway, you coming uh, just want to connect for everyone who loves running hey runners only with dom harvey
0: runners only with dom harvey and nicky k hello hello welcome to my podcast lounge
3: this is
1: awesome.
0: So, how are you, Nikki K?
1: I'm good. I'm really good, actually. Yeah, it's been. I mean, it's been a um, sort of set of people uh, sort of ripped up the former life. Like, you couldn't really do more than kind of resign your job, sold my house, bought some land on the barrier, and then sort of cha- I basically changed everything up. So that can. So that there's sort of been uncertainty, and there's been some tough times, but overall, I'm very, very relaxed and very good.
0: Yeah, you, you look really good. Like I, I just greeted you outside before, and you're looking casual. You got last time I saw you, I guess it was um, probably on TV in the most stressed out time of your career. You know, yeah. the, the final seven weeks yeah, as deputy yeah. leader of national, and you look like a completely different person now.
1: Yeah, it was. That was. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously a pretty difficult time, um, and it's so much stress. So physically now, you know, you just everything from exercise to nutrition. Yeah, just relaxed.
0: That's really good. I'm, so, I'm I'm really, really happy for you. There's, there's um, so much for us to talk about. Yes. Uh, first of all, the podcast is called Runners Only. And yep. um, you, you, I mean, you've done a lot over the years. You've done uh, multi-sport events. You've done coast to coast. Have you
1: done an Ironman? No. No. I've done um, – Lazy? Yeah, no. I'm bloody lazy. I'd <laughs> love to. I'd love to, but I can't – I think I swim like, I don't know, a bung leg. Like, I, I, I don't I – don't, <laughs> I don't think – I'm a very good swimmer and also I thought, oh yeah, maybe one day I could do the Kona Ironman and then I realised like, that's like full on, you have to actually qualify for some of these races. Yeah, it's so
0: hot apparently, it would be amazing the way it's like the Holy Grail of
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for me now, just getting a bit older, like the- What are you now? 42. Right, um, right. But the experience of the going places, so mm. my mate and I, or um, well, she reckons she's entered us but we're on a waiting list for the Antarctica um, Oh marathon. fuck, I would yeah. love to do that But it's re- it's bloody expensive Do you, and
0: do you go to Chile? You go,
1: you, know, you go down on a boat I think from Chile but I was actually just looking at my emails because it, it said that we were all like, waitlisted or whatever for I think, next year but um, I think it's really hard to get into but that hi- whole thing about um, doing more experiences when I'm doing events and so I kind of think that's kind of probably how I plot. Although I am I, today, I um, put an entry in for a ballot for a mountain run spot for the coast to coast. So, oh, cool! Yeah, awesome.
0: That's um, yeah, goats pass. That's an incredible. Yeah, well, it's not really a run, is it? It's like a you're scrambling over rocks it's and going through rivers. More
1: and- of a climb, swim, depending on the um, on the conditions. I think I was just trying to think how many times I've done I've done the run because four times. Mm. But again, it's so beautiful. The thing about the Coast to Coast is you meet a lot of people who have kind of been through a lot. Like I remember I was um, running at the bottom of goats past across the um, boulders through the river and I saw this glint in the distance and I was feeling very sorry for myself. You know, you feel the pain, you feel the burn. And I saw this guy and I got closer to him and he... Had one leg, and so he was going up Goat past, with um, a metal leg. Oh, like he, a metal stump, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, he right, didn't right. make it. I think that year, but other years, I think he has made it. But it just should unreal. Been. It's that kind of race where you meet incredible.
0: Yeah, it gives you some perspective.
1: It does. Yeah, it, it does. And like I meet people who are like they've had a divorce or they've you know.
0: Mm. I had no idea about this, but um, you were no slouch. Like when you were at school, you were like the uh, the Auckland or the New Zealand three thousand meter champ.
1: Auckland. Auckland.
0: What was it time? Can you remember your time? Uh, what are we, like ten minutes.
1: Ah, uh, pass.
0: Right. I, I, I How do you not me. remember that? That's, I, I a, that's a that's a hell but, of an well, achievement. The
1: thing is, I think I actually came second, but the other person was disqualified. <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but and then I bumped it bumped up to right, first. Right. So. Not that that's a defence for not remembering my time. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I wasn't um, – I was pretty naughty at school and then basically –
0: I don't believe that. You I were, was
1: – no, I was actually – You were head
0: prefect at one of these. No, us.
1: but I was, I was naughty, like, when I was 13 or 14. And, actually, I went to my principal and said, oh, I'm going to leave because I'm kind of over this or whatever. And she said, I believe in you. And that's when I actually sort of started running. and And that gave me quite a lot of confidence. Right. That, yeah, it was sort of – Running, what running gave me a level of confidence in life that I hadn't had before.
0: Well, how well, like, what, what's um, Nikki Kane naughty? Like, were you were you were you beating younger kids with a beard leg? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. topical. <laughs> no, but
1: I did. I think um, when they asked, they went through all MPs and asked them, you know, have you ever smoked dope um, or whatever? And I said, yep. And then they're like, what age? And I said, fourteen. Um, and then the headline was Minister, of I think it was Minister or Associate Minister of Education, smoked marijuana at fourteen. So it's like, I mean, I, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was naughty,
0: right? That was, is, I mean, but, but everyone's have sort of experiments, don't they? I mean, that's probably quite young to be smoking a yeah. week, but
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know. I feel like that wouldn't even be a big deal now. Like a, a big deal, obviously, when you went into parliament, but less of a big deal now. I
1: don't know, I don't know, but I mean, I was just, I think I was just a bit angry at the world, really, at that
0: point. Where, well, yeah, why?
1: Um, my parents split up when I was quite young Okay And,
0: um well, How young?
1: Uh, seven Right Um, and
0: Do you, at, at that age do you have If it happens when you're older it's, It means more Or is it like it's quite exciting A novelty thing at seven Like you get two houses, two bedrooms
1: I think everybody's different mm. it, it was pretty tough Um, and so I didn't see that much of my dad for quite a long time Um, and, um yeah, I mean, it's sort of. I I remember it being pretty tough. Um, there's a lot, there's sort of, a lot of things that went on, and so I think in my sort of teenage years, I had grown up pretty quickly. That's how I look at it, and I just sort of felt no one really understands me, which is what a lot. I mean, I'm, I think a lot nieces, of
0: people go through. I've got
1: I've got nieces and nephews, yeah. um, and I was saying, look, I think the biggest thing in life that I've learned is that being able to cope with change so it's not always going to go your way um but how can you deal with uncertainty and be able to kind of often there are sort of transitions in life and deal with deal with that change yeah yeah so i mean sort of a bit of a cheesy way to look at it but i'm grateful for a lot of the things that occurred because i think you kind of you you often if you've been through any pain you, you have more compassion Mm. Oh, and
0: yeah, and it probably gives you some resilience as well, I guess, to a yeah, to a degree, totally. W- w- why did you not see Dad for a while? Were, were things just super strained with him and your mum, or was yeah. it like a taking sides sort of thing? Or um, well,
1: they only they've only spoken a couple of times mm. since I was seven.
0: Oh shit, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How many how many kids did they have together?
1: Uh, three. Like, um, that's sad, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it you know it's it, it is what. It, uh,
0: <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, you can say it. Don't cheesy, roll your eyes. Cheesy, but um, <laughs> no, no.
1: yeah. I mean, Dad has been married um, several times, and I have a lot of half siblings, um, full brother, full sister, and so yeah. It means I mean, there's a whole lot of other richness of of relationships that have happened as a result of that. For instance, um, at the moment, I've got Claudia, Emmy, who are my um, little half sisters, and then I've got um, Kate as well, and Jamie, and Rebecca and Simon Australia, so, you know, it's, it's it's yeah, It's you get a whole lot of other richness mm. that comes from it.
0: And you, you're good with the old man there?
1: I haven't seen that much of him over the years, but I'm, I've got also, I was sort of brought up more by my stepfather, right. who my um, mum's been with since yeah. I was 10, and, and he's been pretty incredible in terms of my life, so, mm. you know, it's a... Typical mixed family, there's complexity around all that stuff. But I certainly think it helped when I was in Parliament because I think I could see a lot of different family situations and, and when you've got that larger extended group, usually you've been through something along those yeah. lines. And then my stepbrother... Um,
0: oh, he's, he's incarcerated in the States or something? Yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. 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 So that's that's been... Um, that's been pretty challenging. But again, it's it's been remarkable because when you're in the public eye, I think a lot of people are interested and they come and talk to you about that stuff. Yeah. And it's amazing what they share as well about their family. Um, and I think my experience is all families have some stuff going on.
0: Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. One hundred percent, and that, that sort of um, vulnerability, I guess, is key. And when people know this about you, and they know you are not perfect, they feel like they can
3: yeah.
0: share some of their intimate stuff with you. So, totally. you, so, so what happened with your your do, He so he got in trouble in the states, and then he stabbed someone in jail. No, uh,
1: it's all it? sort of um, reluctant to go too much into parts. Fair enough. Still court stuff sure. happening, but um, they, they don't they don't fuck around with
0: their sentencing over there, though, do they?
1: Yeah, but um, it's, yeah, it's a very difficult situation. Yeah, it's always. Um, if something really tough occurs as well, the the scale of impact. So obviously you've got a person who died, their family. You've got my mum and Neil. You just you, there's just such a ripple effect mm. of people that are yeah. impacted, and so it, and that sort of all occurred within the same sort of year that I was diagnosed. Um, so I yeah with, sort of, with, yeah with breast cancer yeah, yeah so yeah. I do say um, to people like my, I, yeah, my mum has kind of been incredible because I look at the things that she's sort of dealt with in life and I think um, and and often these things do happen in short order don't they they sort of
0: <laughs> yeah they, they say like bad things happen in three or whatever yeah when yeah. it rains it pours yeah um, of course
1: but I feel again you just got to be able to accept that as my grandmother used to say to me. Everything passes.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. This yeah. too shall pass. Yeah, never, 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 was, never stays raining forever.
1: Yeah, it's sort of, it is amazing. like I didn't know her that well until later on in life, but you know she had been through. Oh, she had seen my grandfather pass away. Her son had died. She'd been through a lot, and she she sort of was pretty amazing in the latter years of her life. She lived to ninety six to just keep stressing. Um, that everything, mm. everything does pass.
0: Yeah, the, the older generations—it reminds me of my grandparents. Like they—they just—they seem more resilient, hey, or, yeah. or tougher than what we are. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's going through wars or depressions or things like that, or I don't know. They just mental illness just wasn't sort of a thing, or wasn't allowed to be a thing.
1: I think there are different pressures for mm. a lot of people now, in that obviously everything online, the amount of. Um, information coming at people. And if you're in a slightly negative headspace and then you choose to read a whole lot of negative things, that can be pretty overwhelming. Yeah. Um, I remember asking Sir Peter Gluckman, actually, Chief Science Advisor, when I was briefly Minister of Education, what did he think was the trend, given that we'd seen this sort of increasing mental health. And he said, likely the online environment. So I think that that is, that is challenging. And I do think... Um, I mean, while obviously grandmother went through um, the Great Depression, one time she said to me, actually, she said, Nikki, it's wonderful you have lots of choices, but I actually think that's what makes it also harder for you right. you've got lots of choices. It was quite an interesting yeah. thing to yeah, say because in one level she would have loved to have had the choices that i had had, but at another level she understood the complexity Kind of almost life is more complex
0: now. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I never really thought of it that way. Like, I'm thinking my mum's family that she's one of like 14 kids from Levin, and they, they, her and all her siblings pretty much married someone else from Levin from the same church group. Yeah. Now it's like the, you know, the world's like a global community, isn't it? There's so many options and choices. Okay, so so your parents break up. You have a rebellious phase. You get your rebellious phase out of the way early, though. Then you're fine running. You come good. Then you you study in Otago. No did you have another rebellious phase in Notargo? Um, oh, Burning was, sofas, smoking typical, more weed.
1: Typical. And I
0: actually <laughs> I
1: did weed when I was like 14, and then I've never done drugs since. Like, I, became, I just...
0: <laughs> oh, come on. You no, were in London swear, for a couple of years.
1: No, I swear. I, I was very... Um, I had seen the sex boyfriend when I was, like, younger. Had gone pretty... Yeah, it was not good for him. Um, and so I have never done drugs since. Right. Um, and so basically, but I was in Otago, all the party stuff, yep. Um, I was actually, I was at a university hostel. We had a, had a pretty incredible time and a good group of friends. Then went uh, up to Wellington to finish, um, I was going to finish the law and genetics degree and got offered a full-time job for Bill English.
0: So how old were you then, like early 20s? Yeah. What was, it was he then? Was that when he was the leader?
1: It was when he was the leader, yeah. and we yeah. went to the worst election result. Um, <laughs> Who like,
0: won? Was that Helen?
1: Uh, yeah, but it right. was like we went to like twenty two percent. That's twenty two percent in the polls. But um, I worked with him, uh, and then my ex boyfriend and I, we wanted to go over to London, wanted to do the OE, and so I finished the genetics degree, but didn't finish the law degree at that point. Headed over. Worked in the public service over there in different contract roles and then also Halifax Bank of Scotland. Um, Travelled next minute, 27, in a pub with a mate. Not doing cocaine. Not doing cocaine. <laughs> you and, you
0: yeah, and John cocaine. Key must be the only Kiwis that <laughs> went to London and didn't. <laughs> I
1: know, I know. It's so boring, so boring. I <laughs> no, it's good. Tugging back a pint. Um, <sighs> and one of my mates said to me, you know, this is ridiculous. All you ever talk about is politics,
0: New Zealand politics. Like, why? We, we were we were just a nerd, like oh, a massive that, political a nerd.
1: Massive yeah, political yeah. nerd.
0: Really, why? Because well, you, you did. What did you do you do? So you did like a science, science degree, science, science, science degree in genetics.
1: Yeah, and a law, and I was doing a law degree. And did you have
0: political not, like aspirations then, or not? That you sort of.
1: I think when I left as a staffer, I did kind of think one day,
3: yeah.
1: one day I'd give it a crack question in my mind was I kind of imagined I'd do it in my 40s, like about now. Um, but one of my mates turned to me and said, Why wouldn't you go back and stand now? I mean, I was 27, I was earning more than, like, I was earning phenomenal money in IT asset management mm. consulting. Um, and I had to really ask myself the answer to that. And I really, the only answer that I could come up with would be fair. It was difficult because I left my ex boyfriend. I got on a plane, came back here. this is like December
3: mm.
1: um, before um, two thousand the two thousand and eight election, and I asked to see Murray McCulley on one side of the road and Bill English on the other side, and I said, "Look, because I knew I'd, you know I 'd been a staffer and I 'd been away over overseas for a period of time. I said, "Look, if you don't think I'm up to being a member of parliament, look i 'll get back on the plane and you know go back." Mm. Both of them said we think you should give it a crack, um, it's going to be really tough because you've not been back. You are so young. You have not been around in the electorate um, in terms of Auckland Central. And yeah, and then I sort of bet Jackie Blue and others.
0: Oh, so you, you went uh, – you didn't slide in on the list? No, you, no, right, no. I had right. to
1: fight um, – Oh, shit. So basically – also the way that it worked is if there it was under a certain membership then it wouldn't have gone to it would have gone to the board and I would never have made it. So oh. I walked the streets to up the membership to get a contested selection. And yeah, I think I I, I mean it was a pretty big night but won the selection and then knocked on ten thousand doors to win Right. Yeah, 10, yeah,
0: I read that online. How do you know it was ten thousand? Uh, um, that's just got. That's got to be a
1: guess. No, no, no. Like I, I, I mean, I was, I was counting. Right. Like, um, I was, and I was, we were mapping out the streets and everything. Like we were pretty, um,
0: disciplined about yeah, it. Very, yeah. Very, very yeah. much.
1: Um, very disciplined. I mean, you know, it was. It. Sorry. It, it was an estimate, but it's more likely to have been eleven thousand, if that makes sense. Wow. Because we were we were <laughs> mapping everything out. Um,
0: does does it does that help? I guess it does, eh? Hey? Like if it someone does. meets you,
1: absolutely. In New Zealand, mm. I mean that the the difference in a marginal seat. If you meet, because if you're knocking on ten thousand doors you're not going to meet ten thousand people. The reality is probably one in every three will be home, mm. right? But if you meet when it comes down to a thousand votes, if you've met a couple of hundred extra people and they've got three friends, like it's it it absolutely makes a difference
0: yeah except from where I'm sitting now over the road at Victoria Park there's a whole lot of um like signs for people that want to be the mayor of Auckland yeah and uh, I don't know they they all look nice in the photos, but if you met one of them and they seemed like a like a good yeah. a good person, you'd probably vote I guess regardless of policy necessarily
1: I th- well I think um when you're an unknown mm. um certainly that can make a difference in terms of particularly if people want change and it was kind of a change election yeah. But also, I mean, so when was that?
0: Was that after uh, Helen Clark had three terms? That was in two thousand and eight. So yeah, because okay, I yeah.
1: came in in ninety
0: nine. Right. About. Well, you've, did you see some um, interesting sights with the, the door knocking journey?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're tested on everything. I mean, you get the dressing gowns. I mean, I didn't get anyone naked in that Oh, election. is that right? What? 11,000 people. Not, yeah. not in that election. I, yeah. I've, had, I've, had some in- I've had some interesting <laughs> Who's experiences. Who's answering the
0: door naked, by the way?
1: Interesting experiences. But, but but the thing about it is I consider as well that was a massive training exercise because I often meet with people who want to stand, and my main message to them is I don't think it matters what, what – walk of life you come from. I, people say to me, oh, should I do this degree, should I do that degree? I'm like, look, in our cabinet, um, in one of Key's cabinets, he had solo mum, woodwork teacher, I was considered a career politician, $50 million investment banker, but the best cabinets, in my view, have people from lots of different walks of mm. life. But the key thing, in my view, the people that kind of rise to that cabinet level they have a strong sense of who they are and what they want to deliver. Mm. And some people get that really young. And I do believe that my door knocking, if I didn't know what my position was on abortion or drug reform or other health and education, I certainly, over those months, had to work it out bloody quickly.
0: Yeah, it's probably good. I didn't think of it like that, but it's probably a good training exercise, thinking on the spot.
1: Well, but also people give you their view. If you're a good politician, people give you their views. Mm. And I say to people, I would say to people... You
0: know, what, 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 what do you mean? Can you elaborate on that? What do you mean if you're a good politician? People... Well, if
1: you're a good politician, you listen to people right. and you're a magpie because the best ideas for public policy, they don't come from people sitting in the beehive, they come from the person on the doorstep that says, hey, look, I am a an ear specialist and I happen to think that cochlear implant, I mean, this is just an example... Mm. Cochlear um, implants need to be better funded or, you know, that's where the best ideas come from. It comes from from people who are working in particular sectors. Mm. Yeah. You get the feeling,
0: um, I don't know, from someone that's never been in Parliament but just follows it not closely, I guess. It just doesn't seem like there's a lot of sociopaths or narcissists in there that wouldn't necessarily be good at listening.
1: Yeah, I think I do have faith a bit in the system, though, that those people get shine up eventually. right right um, in part like I often tell the taxi driver test often I have gotten a taxi and people said to me oh can I just tell you about the CMP that I just dropped off or whatever <laughs> then you 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 realize they're probably saying the same thing about you yeah so it is like it's just small degrees of separation so generally I think people get found out in a small country but I, I, I do think there's a need to ensure that we continue to do more to, more and more to encourage people from different walks of life to stand. And the Nats have had issues with diversity and, you know, it's been pretty widely canvassed. But I think it's not just about diversity, it's it's different walks of life. That sort
0: of annoyed me a little bit on, on your behalf, actually. This was towards the end of your time in politics. So there was um, Simon Bridges and Paula Bennett, leader and deputy leader, both mm. both Māori. They didn't do well, so they were replaced, and it was um, uh, Todd, Todd M- 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 Mueller and you. Uh, you. You were asked about Māori, and you said Paul Goldsmith's a Māori, which was just like a, a slip of the tongue or an accident, or whatever, faux pas, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But shit, you get reamed for that stuff, don't you? Yeah, it was an
1: interesting time. I mean, again, I've been – Really careful about what I've said publicly because I haven't felt it's ever useful. To um, it would be I'd feel good for about twenty four hours, but it's selfish. <laughs> um, but uh, but it wouldn't it's be like good qu- for everybody. Really if I if I ever kind of went into that sort of detail, but yeah, that's
0: oh, a media podcast.
1: Cam, no one no one listens. The media can <laughs> the media can blow stuff up. But my experience still of the public is they're pretty fair. Mm. So I've actually had a really good experience. So that was, um, you know, I was obviously advised by someone in hindsight. Well, I sh- there's there's more to that bit, but whatever. But Bygones. But in yeah. hindsight, we had issues with diversity. Mm. The media were going to highlight that, and it just so happened I gave them a moment to do that. Mm. But the broader issue was actually, in my view, the Nats have to do better in terms of um, breaking down barriers for selection. Yeah. I think Christopher flux has actually said that recently. Um, so you kind of have to, sometimes you've also got to take one for the team and there's various moments in politics where I have done that and um, no one ever really knows what goes on behind the scenes, you just got to suck it up. There are a number of times as well, you've got to if you're in the leadership position you've got to own it. Like a lot of people run and ultimately I got that wrong you Just got you've got to kind of own it.
0: Mm. God, it must be. It must be a rough couple of days, though.
1: Yeah. Well, it was a. Um, it was a pretty unusual situation having um, Todd have a medical event um, like that.
0: Um, yeah, so it was like um like anxiety attacks.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean uh, that, he's used those words. Yeah.
0: Um, were were you aware of it at the time the extent of it, or did he manage no, to sort of have a pretty no, good mask on?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just... um, And I think, you know, obviously Todd's spoken publicly about it, uh, was made aware um, effectively when he was resigning. I mean, I knew it was under stress, but I didn't know... The extent, yeah, yeah. But also because it was such an unusual time, we were both on the road, um, so we didn't actually see each other that much because it was so close to an election. Um, What I would say is I think... um, you know, there's been a range of reviews around the parliamentary precinct, but that need to um ensure that there's just a better environment in there. Mm. I you know, I think you can work long hours, but I, I used to say to people, for twelve years, I was working hundred hour weeks. Were
0: well, like, you really so yeah. what what did an average day look like? Is this so this is this in the early years when you're a backbencher or, or is this when you're this in is cabinet?
1: Pretty much right through, right. I because it's in a marginal seat. I mean my inbox, the nature of Auckland Central as well, it was it was pretty um just relentless there were, There's always people in Central City And then you've got Waiheke Barrier The Western Bays um, And then obviously as a cabinet minister um, And then you know moving through the ranks And I was always focused on policy So it was an absolute privilege um, But it was pretty full on mm. I mean bowing out has been It's sort of like a completely different life Because initially I was like Oh hang on I should be dealing with
0: Stuff, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. A
1: sort of steady stream of people always wanting information, and or you do something. Mm. Um, so,
0: so wait, how did how did a one hundred hour week look like? Like, run us through like a like a day in the life.
1: It'd be yeah. at sevenish. Respond to emails. I mean, I might get a walk in if it was caucus. You'd be there for procedures, which is like the pre prep prior to kind of questions. Um, then we would go through like a. Question um, session where you bid for a question. If you had a question, you'd be preparing that until the questions were lodged. If you didn't, you might have various meetings with stakeholders. Um, You'd have question time at, like, uh, 2 o'clock, but you'd be prepping if you are in opposition um, or as a minister. It's obviously very different if you're a minister. You've got meetings all day with officials. Um, You would be maybe then at a function, or you would be talking to various stakeholders that wanted to lobby you on a particular issue. Then you'd be doing policy work, often in the background, either in opposition or as a minister. I mean, there'd be times when I wouldn't have left the beehive until yeah midnight. Or really? Midnight. Yeah, absolutely, because, because of the amount of paperwork. So, like, when I was Minister of Education, they like, could have an inbox of papers to be reading, policy papers, cabinet papers.
0: Oh, my um, God. Why would anyone want to do it?
1: Well... It, because it is incredibly rewarding. Yeah, last year, I think I was walking along the street and this guy's like, Nikki! I was Associate Minister of Immigration for a period and I had helped let him come into New Zealand. And so, you know, he was pretty emotional. You get to change the trajectory of a person's life mm-hmm. or you get to, I mean, like I, I, bought, I bought in um, Connecting All Schools to old fast Broadband. And also, like, um, did a lot in school infrastructure, you know, you'll change a community with some of the things that you do. So it can be a lot of highs, but then there's also lows, because there were a number of situations where you couldn't, like, I couldn't help people.
3: The answer mm. is no. Yeah, yeah. And
1: so for their life, they may have a pretty negative view of you, but yeah, so it can be a lot of highs and lows, basically.
0: When you entered as a fresh-faced 27-year-old, I'm guessing you had aspirations to be PM. Yeah? I feel like most people that get into politics probably aspire to that. I think, I, I, mean,
1: mean, I think it was actually it was John Key who said most people do. I don't think I ever – I thought I wanted to be top five. Um, in part, like I managed – I, I imagine being Minister of Social Development or Minister of Education, in part like my step rather been challenging and I just wanted to um, – I was very focused on – Social good and social policy, but yeah, I d- I didn't think it was impossible, but more I sort of focused on that top five, and I certainly wasn't I wasn't going in there to be a backbencher. Like um, mm. I was, you know, wanting to be able to make the greatest amount of change that I could.
0: Yeah, in your early years, some people called you high maintenance or yes. obsessive. Yeah, <laughs> well,
3: I guess on the high maintenance, just driven
1: on the high. Well, on the high maintenance thing, I would say. I, have, I don't think I've met a woman in politics at senior levels who hasn't been called high maintenance. Right. And I do think... It's sexist. Some of it is misogynism. Um, but there are times, absolutely, mm. I've been high maintenance. And that's in part... Like, I do get... And you always sort of learn in life what your weaknesses are can also be a strength. So it's like, my superpower can be when I get focused on something... Deliver it Mm. And um, And inevitably That can mean That's particularly frustrating For some people So look I'm not perfect I certainly think I I don't reckon I manage stress That well at times Like I So I definitely think I've got better
0: The last couple of years Or Uh,
1: even yeah. while you were
0: still a politician? While
1: I was still a politician. Yeah, um, yeah I think, you know, when went in young. I didn't have the experience of managing large organisations. I became um, very young in cabinet as well. And so I certainly think I got better. Uh, but there still is a lot of misogynism. Mm. So, you know, I don't, as I say, I often joke about it with um, with senior women in business, etc., where, you know, the, the most sort of classic way to shut – a powerful woman down is to say they're stroppy.
0: They're <laughs> or a, stroppy. Ball, a ball breaker. They're stroppy
1: or high
3: maintenance, basically. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. It's a cop-out, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. But
1: it is, I mean, look, the nature yeah. of politics, and this is where one of the good things about it is, you know, it's a goldfish bowl, and it, it needs to be that way, and mm. that means that your strengths and your weaknesses are blown up and amplified, mm. and... Um, focused obsessive whatever yeah sometimes I can be but the advantage of that I think probably post is you've kind of been through the SAS of, um, kind of personal <laughs> lens yeah, and, yeah. And, and if you can learn from that mm. um, and certainly that you know no one gives you an exit interview well the media give you an exit interview but no one sits down like other jobs and gives you a decent exit interview and I've had to do that myself with friends and other people been in there, and obviously be brutal with me. What was good? What was bad? I'm really proud of kind of done that process, so that you can kind of learn for the mm. next
0: phase. And in your experience, was it was there like a bullying culture there at all, or was it just yeah. one of those? That's I mean, been- the
1: Debbie Francis review is an independent review that has come out in the last few years, and I do think, I do think, I mean, it highlights a range of bad behaviours, and I think it's got to change. Whenever you get large amounts of power, as you do obviously in the House of Representatives, and you get egos, um, (laughs) and you get competition. Right.
3: It's um, a dangerous combination.
1: And power can do some crazy stuff to some people. I asked one of my close mates from school, I said, do you reckon I got really up myself for parts of it? And she said, she recognised he's pretty grounded for most of it, but you know there might have been one or two. Mm. In part because I was always door knocking, so, and the marginal seat probably kept more in check. But maybe others will have a different view. Yeah, I certainly think um, we want to make sure though that we have people from different walks of life. Yeah, because I think it's some of also that life experience.
0: So, and then there was the. Um uh, 2011 election where you, you went head to head with uh, Jacinda Trudeau and you, you beat her by like 700 votes or something. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you, do you look at her career and think shit that's uh, that that should have been me or that could have been me? No, I don't no? actually.
1: Um, and I get so there's obviously says, parallels I get between. Asked, I get asked that a bit. I mean, we we sort of fought each other a couple of times, um, and the thing is, in part because we're you know. Um, same young and age,
0: female Same yeah.
1: age, all that stuff I mean I genuinely, while I might not agree with the policy Recipes of labour I think she won a phenomenal result She's um, on the world stage Done incredibly well And yeah, I kind of wish her well It's sort of a bit of the running analogy I sort of run my own race mm. I try in life And actually I mean, I've read all the every possible self-help
3: book You can watch Possibly read <laughs> how, how much but, Brene Brown have you got in your library? Um, no, comment, no comment. Oh God!
1: But I do think I'm pretty good at yeah acknowledging where someone's done well and they've you know they've they've run their race.
0: Well, comparison's the theft of joy. I, I like that saying. I think that's very yeah. true. You just can't. Uh, who Who are you still? Are you, are you are you friends with any like – how, yeah. how does it work in, in – like, are you, are you sworn enemies with anyone from other parties, or is, is
1: it – No, I mean, well, different MPs operate in different ways. Right. I was never very tribal, in the sense of –
0: That's maybe a new school mentality, eh?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just sort of deliberately, when I bowed out, in part because it was a pretty difficult time, but also because my whole life um, was politics. I've been involved in the National Party since I was like a young Nat, which was like – um, Nineteen, um, so half my life, and so in order for me to be confident, well, kind of you work out what your new, well, what your identity is. I needed to just cut a bit, and I think that's really healthy. Mm. Um, must have
0: yeah. After that long being involved, um, must have felt like a weird breakup in a way, in a sense.
1: I was probably on the spectrum in terms of I just got involved so young. So, um, I needed to really disconnect, and actually, for because I'm younger, bowing out as well. The chances of having you know focus on education technology, another crack at another um, another
0: life, another career.
1: Yeah. Um, uh,
0: the the cancer diagnosis in twenty. Did that give you some sort of? Um, like, perspective, like, fuck, what am I oh, doing with my life? Absolutely. Yeah. And
1: look, I've been really public about the fact my health is not perfect.
0: It's still, still now? Still not
1: perfect, yeah. But I was really – so I don't – I never talk about kind of the detail, but it w- it's never been perfect, even from 2016.
0: So yeah, so, yeah, so, so, let's go back there. So September 2016, it, do, you, do you think some of it was brought on by – I mean, there's no way of knowing, I guess, but in, in your heart, do you think some of it was brought on by doing 100-hour weeks? Yeah. Stress?
1: the thing about cancer is lots of people know they can work out, they can diagnose and do a biopsy and work out what they think is the best combination to treat you. But they often don't know what the hell mm. caused it. Was it stress? Was it yeah. genetic? Yeah. Was it, you know, but I do think uh, if I was going to have a guess, but who knows, um, it, it was more likely to do with that combination of stress and um But who knows? I mean, it wouldn't have been helpful. It wouldn't have been helpful to have that amount of stress, Um, and we know the connection between stress and lots of diseases and stuff now.
0: So, so so did you know something? Did you feel unwell, or were you good at? Did you do regular self-examinations? Basically,
1: I was was, bloody—you know—bloody a miracle that I found it. I I just never have checked myself ever.
0: You go for a yearly mammogram? No, no, No. I was only thirty-six. Right,
1: so um, mammograms—I was too young. So I randomly, I just sort of, I I had been feeling a bit unwell, but I sort of went like that, like almost kind of just like moved the bra or whatever, and went, what the hell is that? Like
0: what sort of size are we talking?
1: Just like a lump. Right. You know, it's weird because I just sort of, I had this sort of terrible sense in my, um, I, sort of cr- I remember crying, and then the next morning I rang my uncle, who's a, um, who was like um, GP, and I said, oh, I found a lump, and he said, you need to get into a GP today. And I went into the GP, and she said, oh, look, and you just, you know, the tone of her voice. She was like. You, if, if
0: you cried when you found it, you must have like, known deep down, I think.
1: In a cra- like, I knew something was bad. I just yeah. didn't – I mean, I didn't know anything about breast cancer, really. Mm. And then she said, look, there's actually several lumps. But then she said, we need to get an ultrasound. And at that point, I was thinking, oh, shit, this isn't very good. But they rang – I can't remember. They rang a provider. This is on a Saturday. And they said, oh, you're pretty young. Too, you know, you're, you're yet too young. We'll <laughs> wait till – Sort of early next week. It's funny how they do that. Uh, eh? Then also, I had a big mm. paper at cabinet, like a big civil defence emergency paper. So I was like, "Oh, I'll just come back on the Tuesday and get this stuff looked at." So really how nice.
0: can how can you focus on doing a? I
1: know. It, look, it was. Actually do you look a back now and go, "What no, an earlier crazy time!" It was actually a. Yeah, it was quite a very important civil defence paper. And was, was
0: that an, was that a like a nice distraction? Maybe something to focus your mind. No, on? Or? It was
1: kind of like I was. Uh, <laughs> I, needed, I, I felt I needed to be there, but it probably it would have been a day in it, right? And cut, so anyway, but I was not in a good headspace. Mm-hmm. I did what I needed to do. I came back, and um, I rang John's deputy chief of staff, Paul Oliver, and I said to her, hey, look, just to let you know, I'm just having some tests. Probably be nothing, you know. But then um, I did the ultrasound, and then they sent me into another room, and suddenly, they were doing more stuff, and um, they did, took a biopsy, and then basically, I went to see a breast person, and yeah, they said you got breast cancer, and that's where I tried to resign. Hmm. Um, so how do they
0: how do they tell you that? Like, do you have a support person in the room with you, I or my sister? Yeah, so my sister yeah.
1: went to pretty much every. Major medical appointment at that time. When when
0: when you get when you hear that news, do you um do you break down and cry then, or are you just numb, or
1: sort of like for me, it was like I was hovering over my own body, going, "This isn't this isn't fucking happening. Like this is not fucking happening, and this is not me, and this is not you know." And then uh, so sort of, but then I was um incredibly upset, and so I tried to uh, I rang Paula. And um, she said, well, we'll have to get the PM by himself because it'll knock him over a bit. So we'll we'll get him when he's out of some of the stuff. Anyway, he rang a bit earlier and I said, look, I offer my resignation um, from Cabinet. You get me have my resignation from Cabinet. And he just said, you're not fucking going anywhere.
3: Oh,
0: that's That must have made you feel so good. Why, why did you want to resign? Did you just think, I need to focus on...
1: Well, no, I thought it was the right thing to do. Right, because
0: you didn't know how long it would take or...
1: Well, I just couldn't imagine how I could. I didn't. I just couldn't imagine that he would end up. He took the portfolios, but kept me as a minister. And I just, you, you just think it's the right thing to do. People need running the country. It's such an important job. But I think it, it. It people don't sort of realise now that sort of seem more common practice. But at the time, I think he was. Yeah, it was really well,
0: it was sort of groundbreaking at the time. Do you think? So
1: sort of. Um, but obviously that. Practice has, I think, continued with other ministers now. Mm. But yeah, I mean, it's sort of, it's like my world just kind of broke, smashed. And that certainly, in terms of, and as I say, because the health hasn't been perfect, and I don't go into that, but it has been the most horrific thing in my life, but it has been... The most beautiful.
0: How is it the most beautiful?
1: Well, because I'm closer to a range of people that I wouldn't have been close to. Because basically what happens when you get, I think, life-threatening illnesses often, well, they think you might die. Oh, they, just the,
0: the, the word cancer, right? Uh, they, they, yeah. Well,
1: they tell you that they love you and they um, and you often feel, I, I've talked about this with a lot of women who been, have been diagnosed or people who have had cancer or have cancer, you know why does it take this sort of worst period to feel the most love? And my stepfather actually a bit of a medical event lately, and we're in a more in Auckland Hospital. Again, I was sort of sitting there watching, and you see, you see so much trauma, mm. but then you also see incredible love. Like it's it's so crazy that that's what it takes in life sometimes. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I suppose it's like a almost a eulogy in a way, but you get to you get to experience it and you make it through the other end. Yeah. Um, so what's um so what's so what happens so you, you get diagnosed and you get told you got cancer, then what's the what's the treatment like?
1: Um so you know, a range of treatment including um double mastectomy.
0: Oh, that's um yeah, the same thing Angelina Jolie had.
1: Um uh, but I didn't have the BRCA. Um, what? the what? The BRCA mutation, which is a mutation, but I had to yeah, both off. Which is that, is
0: that a big call or not? Not at all.
1: Um, is the right thing to do. Yeah, but it, in terms of, for a variety of reasons, it was, I was in surgery for a long time. That coming out, coming out of that, like it's quite physically and emotionally. Yeah, it's. I remember feeling like I had been. I woke up in the recovery room and I felt like I had been run over. Like that's how tired. Like if if you. Had major surgery.
0: Well, from, from like, how do you mean, like, like, coming out from from the drugs or just from the... Uh, well, I the, think from the... The, surg- the surgical... Perce- of
1: the, yeah, just this feeling when your body, when you go through such physical trauma like that, that your body is just completely spent. Yeah, there's no... I can't imagine, I hope I never feel that way, but I've never felt like my body was such a weight... But also, just before you kind of go in, thinking, like, "Am I going to wake up?" Like, that's the. Did you Did you really think that? Well, it, even though that may have been irrational, mm. I still went through that process, and I think there's a lot of people. It's a pretty natural thing, like if you're going under for any major, to kind of just go. Mm.
0: Um, you're only you're only young I, though. You think that's? Oh, I mean, if it's your ninety year old granddad. Maybe, but, you, you know, you were yeah, in your 30s. I mean, uh, yeah.
1: I think for a lot of people for major procedures would go through that process, but mm-hmm. also my stuff's been a bit more intense. Um, and so I feel very – I choose to be very grateful. Other uh, so, Sometimes people can get pretty angry, which is perfectly natural for periods, like why me? Why did this have to happen? And, yeah, I kind of more think, well, why not me? So it's sort of, I don't know, it's, it's, but the, and I guess that thing about resilience, like, there's, the yeah. reality is I, it's the wrong thing to say that sometimes I think I, I do feel a bit bulletproof. But when you go through a lot of trauma like that, there is an amount for which every day is a good day. If you can remember. Yeah, yeah. Those, um, yeah.
0: I, I had a um, I had a tumor a number of years ago. What wasn't a cancerous one, just in my um, abdomen area, and it left me with um, uh, fertility issues, uh, unable to have kids. And me and JJ had years and years of, of, of IVF. And I suppose there is like a like a sense of grieving or a sense of loss with that. Did you Did you feel that when you lost your, your breast? Um.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I um. Yeah, it, I soon. I assume, Well. I, I also had my ovaries out, so um, well. There's a lot of sort of feelings right
0: up with all of that. Yeah was was that a precautionary thing or
1: Um, again like don't want to get get, yeah? yeah. It was go. Won't go into all that, but but basically there was a lot of aspects to the loss.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah, are you are you at peace with it now? I don't think I'm quite at peace with it still. Yeah, you know, I don't think I properly processed it at the time, and now I'm I'm um, slightly older than you. so I'm 49, and I don't know. And you, you're you're probably the same in some respects. Like you just see the second half of your life playing out a certain way. Well, yeah. for me, it, it, it was kids, and maybe eventually grandkids, and mm-hmm. then you sort of have to reframe your whole your whole life and how it's going to look for that second chapter.
1: Yeah, and I think I always wondered whether I would end up having children. In the sense of, because I wanted to save the world I know that sort of sounds I kind of imagined how would I Be a good mum, like, trying to But then when, when stuff is sort of Taken away from you That's um, A different uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, of course Sadness um, That I think Is pretty natural, but I don't know, I I um,
0: Want 20% discount on the best earplugs for exercise? Ultra earplugs go in your ears and stay in there. Go to ultraaudio.com, that's U-L-T-R-O, and use the discount code DOM20. That'll save you around $35. That's ultraaudio.com, U-L-T-R-O, and the discount code DOM20. I'm sort of
1: choosing to be grateful to be alive at this point. And... I just I just don't think anyone gets off scot free. Like I think I Oh, one hundred percent. I just I yeah. haven't you know I, I, I've I've been so fortunate in my life to have so many things, like and to be able to have so many incredible experiences and um I did my dream my dream job mm. um so young and so I just I kind of feel everyone's got some
3: stuff. Mm.
0: It's strange the way right? because I've got um, you know numerous friends that are like choose to be childless and that's fine. But it's yeah, it's when that decision's taken away from you. That's when it's it's a little bit a little bit weird. But I don't know. There's still a lot to be happy about. I had a girl around here last week doing a podcast, and she had um, a two year old for days afterwards. You it was just like the smear marks on my TV, my decorative jar of M&M's, the, the M&M's all over the floors, yeah, yeah, some, yeah. some chocolate from his muesli bath smeared on my sofa, and I thought, it's not bad being childless.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, I mean, again, it's, um, yeah, I can hear my grandmother in my ear, but um, you, can't, you can kind of make the best of, yeah, be grateful for what you've got. And, I mean, I, I do think as well, I mean, because I, my stepfather really, he brought me up. That there's
0: lots of other opportunities to bring up children. Yeah, what, what, like like nieces and nephews or like a, a big buddy sort of program. Well, what do you oh, mean? No, exactly? no, I mean,
1: you could be a step parent. Oh, okay, or, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. yeah. Are you seeing anyone? Uh, you don't go there?
1: Oh, there's no point. <laughs> this is going to be a terrible way. <laughs> this is going to come out, come out um, in a terrible
0: way. And, why? There's no
1: one permanent.
0: Um, okay, oh, yeah. well, yeah. That, no, that's all right. Shall, uh, where, where did you meet? Bumble? Tinder? Well, there's so, so many more questions, but you're giving me the no further questions hand. Yeah. Um, oh, that's good. So, listen, nothing too serious. No. But you, you're mostly
3: happy?
1: Mostly. Yeah. But I think um, it's been, you know, the change, the life change has uh, ripped up all of the former life. Like, sell my house job it's been disruptive and I feel as I say that you know the house not perfect perfect so that's always in the mix, but I feel happier than in a long time
3: mm. and
1: I think and much more relaxed. I think I still worry I mean I and maybe it's the former job I'll never stop worrying about the community <laughs> and I like I I just think that's like ingrained in me and so still. Just trying to make sure where I can, like obviously on the AUT Ventures board, I can kind of give back because I love that. So I'm just, before I was like, I just need a break and I need to be out. And now I'm more sort of, the way I look at it, reintegrating back
3: into the mm. community. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. But certainly, I mean, I think um, I think as well, I it's a weird thing to say, but I think the nature of the former job, I feel acutely when people are in pain and I think there's a lot of people in pain at the moment, whether it's like yeah, there mental is. health issues mm. or can't pay the bills and so that, there's this sort of part of me that just sort of bubbles away, which is, oh no, you're not in parliament and you've got a different life, but then how do you... Yeah, how let do you, it go. Yeah, but how, yeah, how yeah. do you... You have to let that go, mm. that contribution, but how do you still help?
0: How's your mental health been? The um, It seems like the... the cancer thing really took its toll yeah. on you but have mostly, mostly been mostly, mostly been good been, over the yeah, years
1: yeah 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 pretty good actually I, I think um, again I would say my exercise has been a big factor yeah um, if I ever sort of feel a bit down or I, I'm just not thinking clearly it's incredible the difference for me if I go for a run or I go for a walk um, I remember one of my ex-boyfriends once said to me um, he said you're grumpy, go, go out <laughs> go for a,
0: a run. Um, yeah. It's so true, it's, it's kind of weird that it's only like, it feels like it's been just maybe the last 10 years that we've started seeing a link between um, yeah, mental health and exercise. Yeah. Everyone's all, all, always known about the physical benefits. I but mean, I'm
1: such a health little nut, but uh, the other day I was reading about melatonin, just the connection between if you don't have sleep, if you don't have nutrition, all connected with the gut, all connected with your hormone cycles and just sort of production of serotonin and oxytocin. Again, it's it's sort of like people have known it for a mm. long time, but now all of the links in science are much more. Mm. Known. Yeah.
0: So so after after recovering from um the cancer, you, you, you went back to work and you were at work for like a few years after that, right? Three years, two years, three years. Um
3: I
1: went back in January of 2017 right um, So, so
0: yeah, like in so another three and a half years
1: yeah so three and a half years yeah
0: yeah was your heart still in it? I mean I, I, I guess it was like you ended up being deputy fucking leader. Yeah. was your heart yeah. still in it and you still
1: yeah I mean I was very um, my heart was still in it and that you know I became Minister of Education which was a dream um, and that was pretty incredible even though it was only for a short period of time. You know, I got some a few major decisions through around like digital fluency in schools and decile system and stuff. But I certainly think moving through, particularly as well with the leadership stuff. And again, I'm pretty careful what I say publicly about that stuff because I don't want to open old wounds, um, but, but I think... <laughs> no, it um, sounds like
0: it's on the tip of your tongue, like there's stuff well, that you want to say, but well,
1: I, think, I, think I that, love
0: the self-editing, though. It's very Well, good.
1: I, I think the thing is that I didn't think that I would be in politics for long. We didn't see a chance that Simon was going to win. But, yeah, I certainly, in the nature of health and everything, I was there to kind of help for a period back. Yeah, before, you know, yeah. It was... Um, and a good that,
0: time, not a long time.
1: Yeah, basically. Mm. And and you need and I always said to my family, if for whatever reason the calculation doesn't make sense in terms of where you needed, um, or you know whether where I was needed or um, or if your heart isn't it, whatever, then pull me out the back and say get out. Mm. Um, and the nature of the sacrifices and the, the job, you have to have people who. Are a hundred percent in it because at the end of your email, is someone as I say, whose life will either be fundamentally changed or not. Yeah. If you if your heart's not hundred percent there.
0: Wow, well, I think um, New Zealand Parliament was probably lucky to have you well, for as long as um, as long as what we did. Seems like you're in it for the right reasons, not the not the baubles. <laughs>
1: Well, I I mean I th- I think a lot of people in there are. Yeah. But as I say, some. Power does corrupt, yeah. And I think that whole issue of the environment how they can change it to make it just kind of a, a better environment mm. as well. There's a, a thing I worry about the latest stuff that's kind of played out on both sides of the house is that I hope it doesn't discourage people from going in there. And
0: oh, yeah. So you're talking about the um, there's the the the, the guy from Labor that's um, accused the entire party of uh, bullying him, and also the the the, the Tauranga guy, yeah, uh, who who. Um, got a, was involved in a bullying incident when he was sixteen. Yeah, what are you? What are your thoughts on that? Seems a bit rough, eh? Like uh, it's almost like saying if you, if you fuck up as a kid, you may as well yeah. not try and do anything with your life.
1: I mean, there's a QC review, so yeah. let's see what what that is. Um, but I think the big the bigger thing is do you imagine there might be a couple of thousand people in New Zealand that, in their heart of hearts, might have thought what one day they could be a member of Parliament. When stuff like that occurs. What I worry about is a group of people that just go no way in hell. They might be in the community, they might be in business, but they're just like, Oh just it just we we need we're a small country, we need mm, people to yeah, step up. Yeah. And I and I say to people, look and they worry about they worry about the media, they worry about a whole lot of things. Ninety five percent of the job is either constituency work or policy work doing good stuff. There's mm. a five percent that is the public eye and the,
0: Yeah. Seems like Obama went about it the right way. Remember he put that big book out and in the book he talked about smoking smoking weed, doing cocaine. So just all get
3: it all out there.
1: I think that is that is certainly something I've said to I've said to people who have um, come and said, Oh, can I really stand this sort of done or whatever? And I've just said, get it all out there. People there are lots of people who have done some quite incredible stuff or, you know naughty stuff or whatever but that you can never lie you can never ever not tell the truth and you you know ideally you just front for it. Mm.
0: what's his name sam I think- oh yeah, the uh, the Tauranga MP. He uh, there was a thing that he did in the Tauranga paper where they said, "What's your biggest mistake in life or biggest regret?" And he uh, he had some answer like not coming back to New Zealand sooner. And hindsight, mm-hmm. it was probably that was probably the opportunity. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> hindsight's <laughs> a wonderful thing. I,
1: I, I don't think Feels I'm like I'm interviewing five, myself. I here. Don't, yeah. <laughs> maybe
3: you could be a political advisor in the future.
0: Well, uh, I've actually got a mate that um, – he's doing very well in business, and he wants to get into politics one day, and I'm like, fuck no, mate, I've, I've been to strip clubs with you. I've seen the things you've <laughs> done on gotta, a night
3: out. He's just got to get it all out there. Yeah,
1: we'll yeah, happens.
0: that's true. So for you, what's the next um, 10 years of your life looking like?
1: Um, some serious quality time on Great Barrier Island. Mm. Um, I got land there and I'm putting a couple of pods on the land. Um,
0: you read about this in Women's Weekly so <laughs> how, how often do you get there? It's a bit of a mission, isn't it? A, like big fairy is ride. I'm,
1: I'm working between New Zealand and the States like doing some education technology projects so I'm, I've got a visa for there and yeah I haven't had heaps of time on Ireland. I also don't have anything on the land except for a shed so I have been sort of going over you know staying at different places, etc. But I hope, yeah, I hope that I spend a large chunk of the year there. But again, I've kind of been working that out because I've, you know, got some projects that are in Auckland, projects that are in the United States. But in my ideal world, I'd be spending a, a chunk of time there. I would...
0: Why is that, why is that a special place for you? Um, What's the significance?
1: Uh, and I'm not religious, but I'm sp- a little bit spiritual. Mm. But I used to, every um, summer... In part because we didn't have heaps of money when I'm growing up, Mum, we used to go camping at Fletcher's Bay at the top of the Coromandel Peninsula, and I don't know the barriers always reminded me of that. Um, I love the community, like I love the people because I represented the area and so I know a lot of the people. It's it yeah, it's just very quiet. Like I do my best thinking when it's quiet, and then I love running and walking, mm. and swimming.
0: On the trails and And things. And I love fishing and, like,
1: I, yeah, I just sort of love the outdoors. Yeah. Didn't Um, you you do
0: a reality show there when you were, like, 17? Yeah, I did. What was that? It's it's online somewhere, right? It's on New Zealand Um, on screen.
1: Fish Out of Water. What was that?
0: I read about it, but I've I've never seen it.
1: Well, so when I was, like, 17, uh, they basically took six Auckland teenagers and trapped us on an island, Lord of the Flies type. It was one of the first reality, I think it was the first reality TV series, I want to say, in New Zealand, like, um... But I – my parents didn't end up going to the briefing, and I thought I was going on kind of a head prefix camp. <laughs> 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 and, and they thought they were picking the private school, bring a hairdryer kind of person or whatever. Oh, all right, But all they right. didn't realise that I'd had a bit of a – sort of experience outdoors and fishing etc so yeah. it was sort of it was they took they get, they gave us a little bit of food and then they took it off us oh so,
0: so were you awesome. going to be like the, the were you supposed to be like the blonde city yeah, princess the Kardashian yeah yeah all yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. oh, right I, right
1: um no so that 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 didn't occur but it was quite tough for some of the people cuz obviously they filmed us and then they took a cut like they basically how it sort of played out was: New Zealand teenagers don't have the skills to adapt and survive in the modern environment that we've got. But it's sort of turned to chaos because there's a lot of conflict and all that stuff. It's mm. reality well, that's what TV. they
0: want, isn't it? What it they, is. is it worth watching? When was the last time you watched it?
1: Uh oh. I was pretty happy not to see it. <laughs> in fact, I said to one of one of my political mates, "I'm gobsmacked. This has never found the light of day, and then it did, like a few years. and uh, I'm sure he had something to do with it." But
0: um, yeah, if anyone wants to see it, it's, it's called "Fish Out of Water," and it's on. Is it on it. NZ on screen, or is it on uh, YouTube?
1: No comment. Okay, well, and I'll a Google, NZ, we'll Google. Pro- probably NZ on screen. Yeah, yeah. but it was a, that was actually a, a very cool lesson for me. One I. Came I'm grateful for food. Never, you know, <laughs> ever, like, because even after three or four days, the mental deterioration that occurs of people when you, they don't have food, like I just had no concept how quickly people deteriorate. And then how people cope with stress. So just, you know, there was one guy, he, he pretty much, I don't think he would have lasted like that m- many more days. Um, another guy got pretty aggressive and so, I don't. You know, Lord of the Flies is a pretty mm. insightful book about how just. And there have been other times in my career and stuff where I've gone, oh yeah, people are operating differently when stress occurs.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. It brings out. I mean, it brings out either the best or worst in people, doesn't it?
3: Yeah.
0: Okay, so well, I suppose we should wrap this up. But um, just before we part, any any books that you recommend? Like, what books for you have been any standouts that have been particularly helpful and. Helping you get through your your journey and your, your struggles. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I think I've got. A, I have to make sure I pronounce this name right. Um, is it Ikigai or Ikigali? Ikatol. Like Ikigai. No? It's a Ikigai. it's a book that's focused on. They look at super um in Japan. Like I like a lot of stuff that's mm. sort of come out of Japan. I I like Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. Yeah. I like. Reading Adam Grant, you know he's an organizational he's an organizational um, psychologist. Right. I find I, I just like the stuff that he writes. What else? I read a fair amount of biographies. I still do read the mm. political the political stuff, um, but I also. I mean, I'm a geek in terms of education policy, so Andrea that if you ever... If you, oh, anyone,
0: God. You, if, you and, me, you and me working on different levels I here. Wonder, but <laughs> if,
1: you, if you're interested, because I think education is so important in terms yeah. of the future of the world, because when you plan an education system, you're having to think far into the future and what does it look like. Mm. So, again, I know that's sort of geeking out, but I, I like thinking a lot about the world. And then I read trashy novels, do you? I like jo- I'd like um, Jodie Poducult. You know, I like her books. You know, they're all oh yeah, I've
0: seen them. I think my mum reads them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is, that like a, is that like a
0: slight sort of slap? Oh is no, a, absolutely not.
3: Slight, no, it's,
0: um, what is it? Is it like chicklet? Is that what they call it?
1: Um, probably. Yeah, yeah that yeah. is probably
3: what they call it.
0: Well, I made a joke before about you reading Brené Brown, but I'm guessing you probably you may not even have any idea who she is.
3: I do know. Who oh, you she
0: is. do? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I do feel like that's a, maybe too basic, bitch, for you. Um,
1: I, um, You're reading no, intelligent no, I, books. No, 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 no. I do. I no. I do watch online um, a fair amount of stuff. Like she's done some amazing TED talks, actually. Mm. Um, I, um, as I say, Adam Grant's kind of more the or- organisational um, psychologist. Um, What's another book that I've got at the moment? Atomic Habits. Oh yeah, that's so, a great book. Yeah, so I'm fantastic kind of just book. Chomping through that at the moment, but I do like—I sort of do like that. Anything that's around psychology.
0: Would you do some papers, or you done enough study for a lifetime?
1: I think I've done enough study for yeah. a lifetime. I mean, I'm sort of—I'm really enjoying some of the education projects that I'm involved in at the moment. Mm. I would, where I would upskill is in the virtual reality, augmented reality area. Um, so I'm, I'm doing a little bit with an American company at the moment, but I'm also fascinated by neuroscience and the conversion with new technologies. So if I did do any papers, it would probably be in the neuroscience
0: area. God, you and your friend with benefits must have some riveting conversations.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> More chats about neuroscience. Uh. Oh, and You mentioned the psychology thing. Did you ever engage with a therapist or anything when you, when you were going through some of your shit? You been to any uh, yeah, therapy? Yeah, or... I have. Yeah, actually. How did you um, find that? How, like, how many times did you go? Sort
1: of, um, um, a lot. Um, um yeah, you found it good. They're sort of half half therapist, half kind of spiritual. Right. Um, a so bit, bit of both. Um, really good, life changing. Mm. Actually,
0: um, did you did you because of who you are? Did you find it hard to open up initially? Like, you had trust issues, or
1: they're not New Zealand
0: based, right?
1: <laughs> overseas. God, you're going overseas. Yeah, well, I feel no, like you no, have... online. Yeah, yeah so Right, online. Yeah, okay. Course, yeah. No, that's safe space. Um, well, I mean, it, it's course, terrible because no, there's no, the confidentiality no, no, no. Of course, thing. Of but course, of course, you could trust that. But it's a mental thing know, in your own. Well, for, for a variety of reasons, this person was recommended to me, mm. but, um, and we connected. And but I, look, I I often say to my mates, like, I think this capacity to do personal work and however you choose to do that like obviously professionals have a range of skills sometimes people have like incredible friends who are able to teach skills of kind of working stuff through but for me it's worked and it's been life-changing
0: just so i found when i went it just gave you a different way of like looking at things or different way of framing things
1: I think um, the mirror thing, which is say sometimes they are just reflecting back to you mm. what you've said and drawing a few connections because you might have been thinking it, but then I mean, you suddenly see that loud and you're like, oh, yeah, it probably makes sense. Mm. But also this particular person I've seen, she's got an amazing memory. <laughs> she's like, oh, I think you might have seen that. Um, <laughs> like, oh, Shit. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I actually,
0: I think, I mean, I think it's, if you can, do some personal work, it's good. Mm. Oh, 100%. I, yeah, I, I I agree. My, my biggest regret is probably not doing it sooner. I just have this huge fear of going. Really? And, I, and it's irrational, really, eh? It's it's, yeah. it's really good. It's like a personal it's, trainer for your mind. But Yeah, that's
1: right. You that's get to talk really about this. St- there's probably quite a lot of stigma. Um, but I, I think feel like there was, would be,
0: especially in, in politics. Like You yeah. sort of have to be stoic, don't you? You have to...
1: Um, I, I mean, t- hopefully times are changing, um, but, but actually you're right in that we spend a lot of time thinking about physical health, but your kind of mental health, your relationships and how you, ch- how you hold yourself sometimes when things go pear-shaped, um, boundaries, you know, if you're not, if you're not looking after yourself, but you're looking after everybody else, mm. 100% everybody else, and you're not looking after yourself, that's not healthy, it's not, healthy,
0: not How do you, how do you mean, in what respect? Oh, well, like saying no to things, know, or well, just spreading yourself too thin, or?
1: Um, well, if you're not looking after yourself, then you're not going to be happy long term, yeah. probably, if you're getting burnt out from, like, helping everybody else, but again, it had never occurred to me that that could be the case. Mm. I just thought, well, that's the life of public service. If I think of the marathon analogy, I would never think it was an intelligent thing to do, to not feed myself
3: <laughs>
1: through a run. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Actually, yeah. I spend a lot of time thinking about the nutrition and the water that's required to make mm. a marathon work. So why the hell wouldn't you do that for your mind?
0: That seems so obvious too, doesn't it? Yeah. But do you think um, you needed the, the health scare to come to that realisation?
1: Um. I reckon probably the way that I am wired I would have got there mm. eventually but it <laughs> certainly happened earlier accelerated the process for yeah, sure for grief and a whole yeah. lot and loss and a whole lot of other things but yeah I I, I it's sort of I wish there wasn't such stigma around that stuff as you say it's like it's um a healthy healthy mind
0: I'm um a massive advocate for it cuz so I, I I had a friend who um actually it reminded me a lot of myself and uh, uh, you know he's a happy guy and he wore a very very good mask he was he yeah. was bipolar but no one apart from his family knew and yeah. um, I worked with him for a number of years and he, he didn't want anyone at work to know because he didn't want it to affect his workload or chances or yeah. whatever and he he ended up taking his own life and it, it occurred to me it was easier for him to take his own life than it was to speak to people about it and work through it and it's terrible and that made me realize fuck you know I'd like to think I'd never make a decision like that, but it's like I never thought this guy would do it either. Yeah. So you got to prioritise it. Yeah. So um, what's next for you in the running? I can't – jeez, we've been chatting for so long, and it's been know, wonderful, Nikki Kay, but was it on podcast or off podcast that you were telling me about Antarctica? Uh,
1: were we recording then? Uh, I'm not sure, but yeah. – um, so well, so my mate has – she said um, we're on a waiting list. Again, like I, I want – Experience races, so mm. um, I've kind of also got in my mind something in Africa
0: for a safari. Or well,
1: they tend, they, they like all those ultra marathons. Oh, the comrades! Well, no, I I can't, of the... no, I can't, I can't run that far. Like I, I think forty. I think of I think you can. Well, yeah, I think I think I am actually probably best at like a half marathon, but a full marathon is kind of where I want to be. <laughs> nice. Yeah,
0: when you get to forty-two k, it's like that's that was the. That was longer than I the right always, amount.
1: I always hit the wall yeah. at 30k, like, and think, "Why the hell did I do this?" I just always go through the same process.
0: Yeah. Oh, but that, the um, the comrades run in South Africa. Um, I think it's in is Cape it, Cape Town. How,
3: is it? A, it's a, like 90ks. Yeah,
0: 90ks, yeah. and uh, they, they have like a cutoff time. I think it's 12 hours, and then the race director at 12 hours stands with his back to the finish line and fires his gun. And if you're not finished in the cutoff time, you you, you yeah. know. So you, there's people like. 5 metres, 10 metres, 15 metres right. away from the finish line, crying.
1: We see in New York, we were with a girl who had, she had back issues, but they waited for her to come over the finish line. So it just depends on Were you over there line. with
0: um, Catwalk? Yeah. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. do great work. Yeah, they do. I um, highly recommend those those big um, mass participation events. Yeah. Yeah, I've done all six of the world majors. So there's um, Boston, New York, Chicago... Tokyo, Berlin, and London, and they're all just Which epic. Which your favourite? <sighs> oh, that Tokyo's probably my favourite because I broke three hours, and it's the only time I've done that. New York's really special, eh? And th- yes. getting to Central Park and thinking you're finished, and then like, oh shit, no, we've got a long way to go. Yeah, yeah Boston's amazing as well because it's like it's steeped in so much history. Yeah. Good luck with whatever's next.
1: Thank you very much. Thank
0: yeah, you. yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how how happy are you right now? How happy? How happy are you today? Seven and a half. Seven and a half, good. How about you? Maybe a seven. Yeah, seven. I'm, I'm pretty good. That's good. I'm pretty good. I'm trying to like hustle this podcast and and yeah. and make it a you know make it a career. There's a lot of fear around that at the moment yeah. and uncertainty, but I need to remind myself to like to be patient and be in the moment yeah. and enjoy the process and not get ahead of myself. But it's hard. Yeah. Mm. Got to hustle. Hey, let me know when your pothouse is finished. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Come
1: and, have a, come and have a drink on the deck.
0: Yeah, where do your cats live? Are they in the city or are they on the...
1: They've been staying in the city. Yeah. yeah at the moment, they're um, yeah, they've been staying in, in Auckland. But yeah. But I, yeah, I'm trying to work out how the logistics work and how, they have, I mean, I think they'll come on the plane with me. Oh, do you take experience. the plane over, do you? Because the ferry she is. they can, you can get like, um, Fares for under a hundred dollars to go each way, but like if you're go- if I'm going over for a month or something, then it makes sense to take the cats with me. But mm. we'll
0: see. As an ex MP, does Barrier O'Ryan not give you flight privileges for life? No, there's no <laughs>
1: privileges like there's no privileges <laughs> like that. People people think ex MP. I mean, that's, wasn't it a thing back in the day? It Was back in the day. Yeah. But no, yeah. no. 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 Yeah.
0: That's good. Well, you seem like you're in a really good place, and um, I can't thank you enough for being so generous with your time today.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, and thanks for um, yeah, everything you did, unselfishly, I think, largely for the country. Don't know why anyone would want to do it, but <laughs> you did. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Nick.
3: Thank you.
0: Bye. Runners Only with Dom Harvey and Nikki Kay. Thank you very much for making it all the way through. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, again, some housekeeping admin. Is that what you call it, housekeeping? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's housekeeping. I don't know if it's admin, but uh, it feels like the right thing to say at the end. If you could do a couple of little favours, wherever you get your podcast from, most likely Apple or Spotify, can you rate the show? And if the platform that you listen to podcasts on allows, uh, maybe take a minute to write a review. I'm not sure exactly what that stuff does, but I've heard other people on other podcasts ask for it, so it must do something. I'm still learning. I've got no idea what I'm doing. I get feedback quite a bit about the sound quality and stuff, and I'm I'm doing my best. I'm, um, I'm learning a lot. But I am making this up as I go along and I appreciate you guys so much for being along for the journey. All right, thanks very much and I do hope to see you next week on Runners Only with Dom Harvey. Want 20% discount on the best earplugs for exercise? Ultra earplugs go in your ears and stay in there. Go to ultraaudio.com that's U-L-T-R-O and use the discount code DOM20 that'll save you around $35. That's ultraaudio.com U-L-T-R-O and the discount code
4: In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
4: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands.